0: Thundercat works at Claire's, not clickbait.
1: Start your sublight engines. It's time for RuPaul's Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome to another week of chaos. My name is Claudia. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me on social media. Uh, at Kaludia says, K-A-L-U-D-I-A says. Um, my gender this week, um, based on this week's episode of the Book of Boba Fett, it is Madame Garza's tits out to look. <laughs> I just...
2: She was very Yasin Slay this episode. She was
1: so yass and Slay and I was extremely
0: gay. So. I hate to say when I did see that out loud, I did
3: say she walked up in the first and was damn, look at her titties. I'm Jess. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on TikTok and Twitter at Kawaii Jessio. and my gender this week is f- Fennec. You know Fennec at the end of the episode is just like, oh, you know, like money can can get like buy you like more muscle or whatever the heck she said i forget the phrasing but you know and everyone's like oh it's gonna be the mandalorian book um concept fennec (laughs) comes back and is like here's your muscle and it's the thumb thumbs from spy kids (laughs) get out i think the thumb thumbs could be very strong and helpful and guard boba's um palace so (laughs) So I hate to
0: say it, but I do believe Axe Woves is just a thumb thumb. No! <laughs>
2: Leave him alone Axe- he Axe- isn't even here to defend I mean, himself. This
0: is, just so you guys can have a little information, while we watched the episode, the Mandalorian theme played at the end, and Mel was like, oh, what if Axe Woves shows up? And I'm like, why would Axe Wolves of all people show up? And now I'm like, I hope Axe Woves shows up. Like, I've been converted.
1: For the I- listeners at home, would someone like to remind who, I would. who Axe
0: Wolves is? I would. I am axe an axe wove stan. This is no why. This is you. You have a thing about weird, obscure white man Mandalorians. It's axe wolves of Rao for you. Those always. are my little weird white boys. I love them. Um, so axe wolves is the man. He is the <laughs> he's the diversity hire among the night owls. Um, in the Mandalorian, there's Casca, Bo, and then there's that dude who's only in that one episode. And then in the finale, he's somehow gone Uh, my theory is he was in the shitter in the cantina and they just left him they just forgot him so they just left him on that planet um so i think that he was left behind and it's like i don't know what to do with my life so i'm gonna become a bounty hunter and then fennec shand for whatever reason got his added him on linkedin and is like hey would you like some money come work for us
2: my name is noah my pronouns are he him you can find me on tiktok at the jewish jedi And my agenda this week is robo-IBS warrior Fennec (laughs) I'm sorry. I know, like, I don't think you're going to have IBS if you don't have a digestive tract. But, like, it was really funny to think about. No,
0: because here's the funny thing. Literally, as soon as she got that, my first thought was, wow, she probably won't have any issues with, like, digestion or anything. And I'm like, "That? why is that where my head is? But this is just my main thought then, was... Fucking Thundercat was like, hey, um, I gave you a new tummy and Fennec is like, uh, passed out or whatever. And Boba's like, so you're going to close that up? And Thundercat's like, no, like, it's so beautiful. Why would I cover it up? Because you live on fucking Tatooine, dog. There's sand everywhere. You're going to ruin that. Hello, my name is Mel. I use they, them pronouns. You can find me on social media at Melvin Culpa. Um, and my gender this week is craving melon. Did no one else remember that part in the episode? That was very- I remembered it. Yeah. I just thought it was very funny.
1: I did make the commentary that it's like, have this like, herbal tea. This is a thing that my ethnic family does of like, here, have this random herbal tea that is supposed to make you feel better but tastes like shit. um, And you know what? You'll come to love it. That was exactly what he did to Fennec and I thought that was very awesome. Hi. My name is Ollie.
0: I use any pronouns. You can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh. It's fresh with the PH. Um, and my gender this week is actually a tweet um, that is from at Charles Soule, one of the authors of The Higher Public. And his tweet reads It's kind of a shame we already have a droid named Chopper about the kitchen droid that was chopping
3: the vegetables. You bring up the kitchen droid. And I guess we can also start talking about the episode that droid was the chef and i just want to say that the chef like the lead chef of a kitchen would not be like cutting up like stuff that would go to like one of the other like one of the other chefs maybe there was a sous chef there was in there was a sous chef so i'm just like why is the chef doing all the prep work he's the chef
0: i love jess's culinary school jess's star wars culinary school vibes well
1: uh, jess uh, here's the question is like maybe he started as the sous chef because like of his like special like uh, like all his like you know the chopping and the he has like the many arms whatever but like maybe he got promoted because he was really good at his job and so now like you know he he like he still does it because he specialized for that but like he did get promoted to like head chef and now there's another sous chef like that's just that's mm. just my thinking anyway i'd like to propose
3: um hell's kitchen tatooine edition <laughs> I mean they'd have to get a new chef droid because Fennec did like decapitate that one. So
0: who's cooking now? That's the question. Who's is is the Matt Berry torture droid doing all their <laughs>
3: cooking now? Because
0: it seems like he's the only one they have. Not Jackie Daytona. I do like it's the, the go- idea it's that the
2: Gamorreans.
0: That's why that's why they had to hire Black Corsantin. They're like, well, the chef now is chef. pretty good, but like Black Corsantin, you seem like you have the vibes here. Here's a knife do some chopping. Yeah, Bobo was like, okay, so you ripping the arm off of that Trandoshan was a litmus test to see like, can you do that to like, I don't know, a Star Wars
3: chicken? A pork? You're hired. <laughs> a PORG NO! Cause Chewie this- does eat a pork. <laughs> oh my god, They gosh. do have other droids, like the one little fucked up guy that has the tiny head and like the big body. Gonna bring up the panther in the book of Bobo Oh, the panther! Yeah. I miss you girl. I think I just like Star Wars animals. They're fun little friends. I liked Boba's little bond with it. Uh, I saw Claudia you made a TikTok addressing people like being like why is a Bantha eating like whatever the fuck meat Boba was feeding it. Well what else is it gonna eat? There's no plants on Tatooine. What would you want it to eat? Sand? you want want the bantha to
1: eat sand okay do we know what the diet of a bantha is because if banthas are carnivores that's very scary so that's why people (laughs) were arguing because canonically if you go on wikipedia i did look this up um they are herbivores but then um which begs the question the fuck are they eating because there's no fucking plants um which so you know i have like I, they're like yeah they're like elephants or like woolly mammoths so I feel like maybe they evolved to be omnivores
2: not to be a biologist on Maine, but um if I had I don't know I think that Banthas are sort of like those fucked up little dogs like you can throw anything off the kitchen table and they'll eat it whether or not they actually like it or not and Boba may have just been like I don't know what the fuck these eat so I'm just gonna hand this off
1: that's what I said I, I said it was like uh, our cat Arthur who his favorite food is cheese and I'm like you are a cat <laughs> you are a cat you are a carnivore like and but you like you open a cheese and he's like pay me tribute that's bobo with the bantha i think he's been feeding him scurrier rat the entire time those rats they are called scurriers by the way i enjoyed
0: the part of the episode where um bobo and fennec have one of their many fireside conversations like fucking fdr <laughs> <laughs> not fireside
1: chat We bobo becomes the mayor of of Mas Espanez's fireside hollows. Oh,
3: I love the
2: idea god. of Boba Fett being like, and this is the new deal for Bounty Hunter.
0: I mean, was that was him sitting at that, that table that not him trying episode. to be like, please
1: vote for the new deal? Not, not to be a musical theater person, but oh, we're, getting a, we're getting a new deal for life day. <laughs> oh my god. I love
0: the Anniefication of of Boba Fett. The Rancor is Annie and Boba's daddy warbucks because he's bald. <laughs> no. no. I I like their, their little fireside chat because it starts with Boba offering her a rat to eat. And she's like, yeah, sure. And then sits down and eats it. Um, This was a really good episode, I think. Um, A marked improvement from, from last week's episode. Uh, Definitely feeling less um, rage about this one, um, which is fun.
2: I guess from like a broad perspective I think the thing I liked most about this episode was I felt like it finally committed to a tone and that's what was really failing for me uh, in the last couple episodes was like it wanted to be uh, like comedic and kind of over the top but it also wanted to be serious and dramatic and like you can be both of those things I just don't think that the show was doing that in a way that I personally found very successful and like the latter two thirds of this episode really committed to a tone. And I feel like that's why I enjoyed it a lot more.
0: Yeah. I feel, I agree with what you're saying. I think that there's just been like a lack of cohesion between like, especially the, the flashbacks in the present. Um, Like I think episode two did it pretty well in terms of like, these are both have humor and seriousness, but like episode three, not only because of the, that part But, like, just in general, it was like, what's happening here, girl? Um, And this
1: one finally felt like, this is what's happening here. I like when Star Wars or when anything works with what it has and doesn't keep making up new shit. And obviously, by episode four, that's a thing you should be doing. And I'm glad that they did that, where they were like, okay, this is what Boba cares about. He cares about the Tuskins. He cares about becoming a new person. And... He cares about Fennec Shand, so we're gonna show you why. And also, he cares about his dad's Honda Civic, which he does have to go get. And he said, "Just want to say, go fuck the sa- the Sarlacc." He like, he's like, "I got some loose ends, and that's very powerful." But I I did like that it was like, all right, we're gonna focus on. Here's the cards that we already know about Boba. There's one card of like him being a clone and like his past that I would like them to dig into more. But but like, we are finally addressing the cards that have already been dealt. And, you know, and I think we were all the ones saying, like, I hope our next episodes deal with Fennec. um, And they do. And I, I, I do love him being like, yeah, so you want to, like, come along with me? Like, I, I mean, you've repaid your debt, whatever. And she's like, you know what? This is kind of funky fresh. We'll see. I'm entertained. <laughs> she's like, I'm entertained. <laughs> so I, I just, I love bestification via rat.
2: Is bestification, like, the plague? Is it contagious? <laughs> no!
1: Yes. Yes, it is.
0: The, the, the Bobonic... <laughs> the Bobenic plague Bobenic is already plague. a tag on Tumblr. <laughs> um, I was, I will say, as a High Republican joyer, I will say that the vibes that Boba and Fennec give on, a, like, a platonic level are very much so Tyler Yorick and Elzar Man, where it's, like, fucked up little guy and girl boss um and
2: like completely agree like
0: so hyper competent like i I think that fennec is exactly the the badass that a lot of star wars fans assume that boba was going to be in this show which like also followed by if you're disappointed by that characters have this thing where it's development and like boba i know divorced from like the clone wars this might not make sense but like had some trauma wasn't dealing for it for about 13 years and then decided to start dealing with it. So like he's he's turned a new leaf and you're going to have to get with the picture. If you want a badass, Fennec is literally right there. I think the other thing about that is a lot of people look at the scene from The Mandalorian where Boba does a very good hit on all of the stormtroopers and I think that there is a really distinct difference between that and other types of fighting that he's had to do. One is that that was a pretty straightforward like okay, Let's go kill a bunch of bitches and I can use exactly what I learned from the Tuskins and what I already know to do it. A lot of other combat scenarios that have come up like in the present flashback, not flashbacks, but like the present part of the show have been very different. Like it's like, oh, a bunch of guys have some shields and I am not wearing my helmet or have any of my gear or like, oh, Black Kersantan just pulled me out of a tub while I was actively asleep. And now I'm just naked (laughs) and very wet, like naked and afraid. Exactly. But it's, you know, like, and I think that there is a conversation that we can have about like, what is this situation with Boba like physically and like, why is he, I don't want to say so weak because he's not weak, but like, why is he being ambushed so much or why is he in that state at this current point versus in the flashbacks when clearly he's like a fighter and I think that we can talk about like oh it's the stress of everything and it's all this but I'd like to see them maybe dig into it a little but it's really not an inconsistency like I think a lot of people are acting like it is
1: I just want to say like to be fair one of the reasons that I love Dinjarin and why I liked the first season of the Mandalorian because they were like yeah he's such a badass and then they spent like the first at least four episodes with him just getting his ass kicked like Dinjarin, he's just, he's falling off the blurg. He gets his ass kicked by Jawas. It's funny. Like, and so the same stuff happens with Boba, but because Boba's a legacy character, people are, like, mad about it. And even in this episode, they say, okay, now you're fully healed, which, like, as a chronic illness warrior, I don't love that, but I do... I will say this: I do love how they have they showed almost his skin kind of healing, um, even in the flashbacks. Um, to which I say, unwhitewash the Bad Batch. Why the fuck can't you do that with Echo? Anyways,
2: I'm really in love with the number of Tem short listings that we've gotten. That's been really fun for me. That said, I think that part of the reason that this show is so divisive in terms of like Boba's character is because it's drawn a much larger audience than most of the more recent Star Wars projects do because. I, to a certain extent, understand where people are coming from if the only Star Wars they've ever engaged with is like the original trilogy. Because they have an image of this character that isn't really the character, but it's like their expectation of who Boba Fett is and what he does is really, really limited. And then you have people like, you know, everyone on this podcast who's watched the Clone Wars and who's seen his expansion as a character over a longer period of time where this makes more sense. People are very, they they project what they want onto this character. And I think it's combined with the fact that this show, walking into it, I, I mean, I for one had no idea what it was actually going to be about. So as a result, you have all these audience expectations about the show and the direction and the characters and like the story itself that aren't being met because they were never going to be met, but people don't know how to deal with that. So instead they're like, the writing is bad, the character sucks. And it's like, no, you just misunderstand what's happening.
0: Yeah, I will say that for for someone who is toted to be such a badass and like, oh, which granted, you know, in the comics, he's he's a little bit of a killing machine. Uh, motherfucker does get bonked on the jetpack and then thrown into a pit and die. That is his main character beat in the original trilogy. Han so Solo like,
3: wrecks his ass by accident. And he's yeah. like half blind too. Didn't want
0: to have his- yeah, he fully could not, did not have capacity of vision and the parts to in cloud city like when he does actually succeed in capturing han solo most of the reason that he does that is because darth vader is there and all of lando's guys are helping
1: but Bo- like <laughs> boba is somebody who's very good at his job but who has been surrounded who just like is just kind of a regular guy and so like right like he doesn't have like the plot armor or the force whatever helping him so like bad shit happens to him sometimes and he's like yeah sometimes i like if you read the comics whatever like he lost han solo a couple times before he delivered
0: him i do i am so sorry to interrupt but i do like the idea of boba and fennec talking and he's like hey you remember the jedi i know you were like around you were like old enough to remember the jedi and she's like yeah i was like a teenager when the jedi were a thing and he's like remember mace windu I almost killed that motherfucker. I crashed his entire star his entire star destroyer and she's like, "Okay." And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like 12 and she's like, "Okay, grandpa." Anyway, I like the idea of her calling her him grandpa because she is older than him. Fully older than him. Like by at least 5 years. <laughs>
1: Well, this was my thing was that well, I was, like, people were, like, oh, the expectations. I was, like, I love how Boba is, like, I've lived a hard life and now I'm I'm tired of that shit. I'm done. And he's gotten to the point where he's, like, I'm getting too old for this shit. However, Fennec is technically older than me is so funny. Um,
0: so. Yes, this is something I was talking about in our, like, episode zero of Book of Boba Fett, just talking about Book of, Bo- like, Book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett's history of, like, Boba has been, and Fennec have both been such- alone characters characters who have not had like a a community and so the idea of this show being all about building a community and what it means to allow help from others first of all i'm feeling very vindicated that and there's this entire like scene once again another hashtag fireside chat with with boba and fennec that was something i noticed with this episode i was like i get that you like need to communicate some things to your audience and clearly they are not understanding because twitter is the pits right now, uh, so you do need to have a fireside chat to look the in the Sar camera. The one might say, <laughs> not the uh, don't bring up Um But basically, Fennec is like the Tuscans made you soft, and he's like, you can only get so far without a tribe. He's literally saying, "Hey guys, I do need help." Fennec is so cooler and ep- more epic than me. She's gonna help me. Thank you, Teehee. and i just, I'm feeling vindicated.
2: I would also like to say, I think the the second largest problem for why so many. Uh, angry white guys on the internet don't like this show and white women
1: i want to be clear a lot of white white women.
2: women um is that i don't think that white men who center themselves on like a piece of media are socialized to understand that weakness like physically is not actually universally a bad thing like they see this character and he's like oh i've been harmed repeatedly over the course of my life and thus i am no longer capable of being the same person And they're fully like, well, I think you should kill yourself. Like, they don't know how to engage with a story that isn't someone winning 100% of the time. And um, it's annoying. And it's also bad. I'm like, I don't know. My thing is just like, do do they know that nobody's making them watch the show? Like, if they don't want to watch it, they don't have to. And I'm not saying you can't criticize it because, like, I have things that I don't like about this show. But, girly... Y'all need to calm down a little bit.
3: I just wanted to say real quickly that their feelings about Boba is a lot like their feelings towards Luke in The Last Jedi.
2: So true, bestie.
3: Go oh off. God, Jess, you've
0: just like cracked the code.
1: You were talking about the like, they can't stand somebody who's been like, yeah, um, the shit has kind of hit the fan in my life. And I think some things need to change. Especially Boba being like, you know, working for people who want me dead sucks. um, And I'm like so true very based sir um i love that um unfortunately he's not completely a comrade but we can get into that um but i think th- they they cannot ra- wrap their wrap their little minds around that and um i think that's very that's very powerful of him and i i just thought it was neat
0: Something that I think also is sort of important to this story. um, We don't know the exact time. And I saw a tweet that put it really nicely. And I wish I could remember who it was. But um, it was saying like, how long was Boba with the Tuskins? And the person said like, long enough to make an emotional impact to the story. So that's what matters is that he was with them for a while. I believe it was five
1: years. Like, yeah, it was five years.
0: That's but here's the thing, too, is I did also read this might be legends but i don't think so that you can survive in the sarlacc pit for like you can be in the sarlacc pit for like literal years and be alive it's fucked up but um the thing is that like boba was with them not just for long enough for him to be like acclimated but i think like he was with them for a while like he genuinely was a a member of like he was a member of the Tuscans. It wasn't like he was like, oh, I'm here. Okay, goodbye. He was not just there for like, oh, I'm here for 10 minutes so that I can get my development. He was like, oh, I live with you guys and I break bread with you guys and we're, I'm a member of your family. And this is probably the first time he's ever really had like a family since Django.
1: I that is one that is one big criticism I think like the fact that people are like okay wait how long was he whatever it's almost one reason why and this is my criticism with many streaming shows or whatever is like that I wish the show was a little longer number one with the like cheesiness of of not only Star Wars but of this show and of like you know kind of that we're building out Tatooine as a world whatever I think like as almost like an episodic procedural it would actually do quite well but those kind of shows don't exist anymore um but I feel like you did not feel the amount of time he was with them. Like, you you can assume that if you think about it, because you're like, oh, these are flashbacks. Like, obviously between that, he was with them for some time. But you're like, the weight of five years on his life, you're like, whoa, like, that's a lot. Um, That, like, you know, that could have been, like – I could have watched that and been like, that was six months that, you know, six months or a month can change you as a person. Five years? Like, I I feel like it should have been a little bit more time. And I I just wish the show was, I guess, a little longer in that sense. But take it up with the way that entertainment is structured.
2: (laughs) The ideals of white supremacy are inherently antithetical to the concept of Uh, having a community to draw strength from they are also antithetical to the idea of a lack of strength and they're obsessed with making the facsimile of being strong and I think that's I don't want to say a reason but I think it's a component to consider about why so many in particularly white fans are so bad at processing the the narratives and themes of this show is because white supremacist ideology doesn't know how to function with narratives about healing or about evolving or about um, having power and strength in a system that isn't based on violence. And I guess I just, I, I find it interesting because those storytelling elements are not present here. Like this is very much Boba is only able to heal and become a more whole person because he's not doing it by himself. And I see a lot of these people that are really upset about the show being like, he's supposed to be a nomad and like take care of it on his own terms. And it's like, yeah, you actually can't do that. Like. Healing yourself over a long period of time is not possible uh, as, a, as a singular act. It requires support. And I feel like that's uh, one of the things that makes it so hard for people to engage with the show properly is they don't know how to think about uh, healing that way.
0: I completely agree. I There's that scene where um, uh, Boba comes out of the Bacta and the droid is like, you're fully healed. And then Fennec immediately comes inside and says, but not on the inside and the like way,
1: the way i said i i was like he was like you're full healed, and i was like yeah but not on the inside and then she said it i was like oh my god so true which i
0: just i don't know there's something about the kinship between the two of them that is so powerful regardless of what you feel about their relationship um it is just like yay lonely people we win we win Dave, the effects that rugged individualism has had on the way that people perceive things in general is so messed up. Like, how do you get this story about someone joining a community and being like, I'm learning to grow in a new way. And then being like, this is so bullshit. That's not my boba. I'm like, I I hate to break this to you. He's growing, he's learning, he's
1: changing. He's becoming a fully realized person. Again, this is this is another point where I'm like, hey guys, a big thing that you all loved about The Mandalorian is something you're hating on this show for? Like, in The Mandalorian, we eventually learn about his past, but we meet him and he like... You know, we start on his journey of growth, whatever, where he is, he is building a community around him and his child, basically, and is realizing, oh, I can't be on my own. I need help. And, uh, and is realizing like, oh, I can't just be about the job. I, I am more like, literally it's the same story. And it's like, oh my God, wow, the Mandalorian-ness of it all. But, but no, I mean, it's the same story. And that was a thing that people really liked about the Mandalorian. So I'm like, so what's the difference here?
2: Yeah, horribly unrelated to that uh i was just thinking because mel was like no matter what you think about their relationship this episode has begun uh converting me to the bobenic agenda just because of the sheer like i don't even know what it is but like mel you reminded me of like that scene in particular where fennec is like but not really on the inside and i was like oh wow uh they're married actually and they have been for years (laughs) that's the vibe that they have is like ideal married relationship
0: no they are they they are the acceptable straights because first of all i don't think they're straight but that's not a whole nother thing but like you kill sarlacc with bestie and then you say oh i'll stick around for a bit hello hello i have said it once i will say it again i think that they can be the live action canera because and here's the other thing too i think i think that a lot of people are very like said in their head canons about these two characters, and that's totally cool. Like, I'm not being like, "How dare you think Shand is a lesbian?" My solution for that: Boba Fett is non-binary, but we can we don't have to get into that. My he other a lesbian
1: Boba Fett. That's
0: what I'm fucking saying. I'm gonna um, say that, um, but I'm not. I, I hope done toxic- with my point, Claudia. No, <laughs> I just no. want a toxic youtube (laughs) yeah take that star wars theory that's my star wars theory (laughs) but i also think something too that i said in like one of our first episodes talking about this show is that it's so rare that we see like interracial couples that are main characters like two main characters who are both people of color in an interracial relationship like that's not something that's super common especially when those people are older than like 35 So seeing two people who are older than who are in their 60s, even though the characters are in their 40s, well, at least Boba is like it's it's really refreshing to see. And it's nice to see them have this open emotional connection, regardless of if you ship them or not. It's really cool to see characters have that sort of, you know, that foundational relationship. And I personally think it would be really cool if they kissed, but like, you know, that's just me. But I just, I just like them together. I think they they complement each other.
2: And I would like to say, if you're really set on Boba dating a man, we're a polycule channel. And I'm just saying, I believe in the Boba Din Fennec polycule as yeah, the truth of the yeah, universe.
1: 100%. Din is going to show up next episode and, the, and then they're going to be like, oh, the polycule, it's complete. Like, this is, obviously- this
2: is the moment where he's going to be like, why does Bennett call you baby girl? And Boba's like, okay, do you want to join our polycule
0: I hate to be a romance enjoyer, but unfortunately I am. So I, I that's mean- my, that's no, that's my real complaint about Book of Boba Fett. No one has kissed yet. And that is honestly taking it down a level
1: shout out to my friend who very much listens to this podcast who messaged me and was like you know i'm not a bobanic shipper but now i kind of see it and it was the line um when he's like i need brains and brawn and then look straight at her and i was like did a woman write this damn that was very attractive also
0: followed by the part where he's like you are my equal and we are partners in this and i will protect you i will lay my down my life for yours i was about to say that's gay but it's by definition (laughs) no that's what okay in my heart is that's what it is about that is it does feel like two queer people in a relationship because if you have two straight people i mean listen i'm not straight i can't speak on behalf of the straight community you're so brave i know it's real i'm really sorry to any of our straight audience out there i hope this isn't offensive (laughs) but i mean like when in conventionally like in a lot of conventional media you don't see those sorts of confessions between, like. A straight couple but I'm so like that that interaction just feels very it's got a little additional flavor so I'm just like uh, like maybe it's because I'm so used to seeing characters written to be friends and I'm like that's that's gay so now that when I see characters that are written as friends who are a man and a woman I'm like is that gay or am I hmm anyway I think they're both queer and in love.
2: They are the first uh, set of people that if they approached me in a bar and said, hey, we liked your vibe. Do you want to be our third? I would say yes without hesitation. I would not even consider. I would just do they're it. That's what doing to Din. Okay, so I'm not saying that Cobb Vance is going to be in this show. However, <laughs> I want them to show I up have, and join their polycule.
0: I have news. There's, there is already so much fan fiction of that and art.
1: I think your first date being, hey can you help me go kill La star Lussie and then go steal my dad's
3: car I think that's very no, romantic they steal his dad's car first and then they kill a biker gang even and more then romantic yeah I think what's even more romantic is your first
0: date being like hey do you want to go meet thundercat with me yeah I was about to say <laughs> POV she you're safe from to death she didn't meet him she was unconscious damn it I like the idea of her being a huge fan and like wakes up and is like was that thundercat <laughs>
3: Did you go get me tummy surgery at Claire's and Th- Thundercat was <laughs> the employee at the Claire's?
0: I have been thinking a little bit more about the gentrification squad and the people who get body modifications on Tatooine. And I'm thinking about like, just because it's an impoverished place doesn't mean that they can't do that. Um, In the same way that like, people are like, you're poor, why do you have tattoos? But like, also there is like a whole other level of like, but they are getting... Bu- what I would assume are very expensive body modification. Like, what? What are the logistics there? I don't know how I to. know. one of that. the
3: the mod people from like last episode, he did like you know the eye guy, and Rob was like keep an eye out, and he's like <laughs> oh sorry, because <laughs> he realized he's like wait this guy has like a. a- droid eye and he's just like it's okay i spend a lot of money on this so
1: the vibe in that parlor with thundercat was very much like a tattoo parlor Then he was like do you have an appointment i am mm-hmm. literally a professional mm-hmm. i know <laughs> and he was like no she's
0: literally <laughs> dying, dying. Um, so, so it's like it's like if a par- if a tattoo parlor was also a hospital is what i'm hearing <laughs> I think, okay i am just imagining being like I'm I'm do- like you're doing a tattoo and someone comes in and is like quick we need so- someone has to give needle surgery to this person
2: and they're <laughs> like it's all right concept. move out of the way no I'm, I'm just... in love with the concept of being in a hospital coming in and being like help I needed appendicitis but also I really would love some flowers on my shoulder if you had a second while we're here I know it's a little bit unorthodox but
1: well I, I just I mean it's obviously it's not one-to-one but like when we were talking about the classism part of whatever it was like Poor people do get tattoos. Mm-hmm. They save up for things because they deserve you know, nice things. Because they, they deserve nice things. Um, and I would be very interesting to know. Um, I mean, I do know like canon wise um, at this point post Empire, especially if you know a little bit about what Lando was getting up to and like how he started to make his money legitimately um, was getting into like droid manufacturing and stuff Mm -hmm. once you know other than being like the cloud city or whatever and i think like the mass production of (laughs) basically droid parts that you can have yeah that's exactly as a funky little thing like maybe that's that's kind of a thing that people can afford as some as something you know yeah funky and 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 fresh for themselves
0: (laughs) and it's something i'm just curious about because like it's, it feels like for a lot of people, they were like voluntary body modifications. But for Fennec, she didn't consent to that. She was just like, I'm dying. <laughs> and he's like, now you have
3: robo-tummy. Like, what? Also, not to bring this back, you know, we we touched a bit on this earlier. I'm confused at, like, why they're having, like, body mods on Tatooine. Like, there's so much sand, Besties. Is the sand getting into your your little droid parts? What's going on? In terms of hygiene, in terms of, like, a safe and
0: clean space for, like, a, let's say, a, a, an amputee's, like, arm. tattooing does not seem ideal in terms of, like, getting that shit adjusted on and, like, making sure that there's not sand in between your...
1: Why did I almost say
3: apodectomy?
1: Joints? I'm having an
0: issue.
3: You don't want to get
2: sand in your depth. I mean, that's true too.
1: (laughs) Not to talk about another piece of media, but I will say a piece of media that does cover this and has- We're getting back to our roots, guys. No, that has a lot of like poor people who have body modifications in a world that also has magic, but they are not magical people. I'd like to talk about Full Metal Alchemist because in that, number one, they uh, they have somebody who's a mechanic and then they have somebody who- it has high impact stuff with a prosthetic um and then has a lot of problems when they go into an extreme environment of like cold or heat or I don't know I don't know if Edward ever deals with sand I don't remember but like and it it, it fucks up the whole thing um so anyways if you enjoy this topic go watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood <laughs> if Fennec Shand is Edward Elric not clickbait <laughs> Oh my God, Black Kersantan can be his bro- her
0: brother or whatever. No! <laughs> Speaking of Black Kersantan, I, I think f- what has occurred to me is that he, cur- he has like a permanent furrowed brow and I am obsessed with that. I don't know what it was about this episode in particular. I was like, that wasn't just you being like that. Your face, dog. Oh, no, Mel did. Okay, Mel did. While we were watching the episode, or maybe right after, look up the actor who plays Black Curtsanton. Looked at his eyes and said, "That's Black Curtsanton. That's absolutely him. That's his eyes." <laughs> Wait, can we do a quick like real time reaction? I'm going to send you a picture of the actor who plays Black Curtsanton. <laughs>
2: Damn, <laughs> that is him. Holy shit.
1: He does have Damn. kind of a raised eyebrow. Where he's
3: like, hmm.
0: I didn't know that you could have perfect casting for a Wookie character, but they did it.
1: Like, his, his eyes are, are just so expressive. I'm like, yeah. holy shit. I-, I will say, I don't know if it was this episode or the one previously where there was kind of a shot where Black Horsantan, like, looks into the camera, um, like, kind of, like, looks over his shoulder yeah. into the camera that uh, now that I am reading a lot of the comics, I mean, I had met Black Horsantan before, but reading a lot of, I was like, this is You know this- Black
0: Horsantan? You met
1: him? Yeah, I met him, actually. Um, He's <laughs> <laughs> actually Claudia's uncle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, at, at Claire's they met at Claire's.
1: Yeah, they met. We met at Claire's. No, he like looks over his shoulder into the camera, and the shot like looks directly like a comic panel. And I was like, oh, you know what? That's kind of cool. I like that. Anyway, I love I love cinematography. But also, I believe this is the first time, unless it happens in Solo, where we've seen a Wookiee actually rip someone's arms off. No, like, you've seen
2: it a Solo a, a couple about. times, right? I like, think once or twice. I've
1: seen Solo. Um. I do
0: think I do think this is the first time we see a Wookiee rip someone's arms off. Um, I did I, the way that I did say, oh, just like Skier High Republic, um <laughs> when no. that Trandoshan got his arm ripped. Oh god. Off. I know. That's like whenever we hear the tra- see the Trandoshians, I'm always like, on a scale from Bosque to Skier, where are we? Like what's the what's the vibe? Chainbreaker.
1: <laughs> Sid. <laughs> So true. Where is the chain breaker? I want her to show up, please.
2: Why isn't Sid in the book of Boba Fett?
1: Yeah, everyone's it's talking about old Omega. Mantel. I do,
0: what okay. I, I,
2: okay, wait, what What if when Fennec's like credits can buy muscle, Boba base Sid?
0: Okay, what I think, what I was unironically thinking that I did say that I think would be very funny is the oldest fuck Bad Bat shows up to help fight, <laughs> and it's like, she, and Boba's like, you brought my geriatric brothers here to fight, <laughs> like, are you kidding? And Omega's standing there, like, looking exactly like Boba Fett, but with a blonde wig, and it's just like, like
3: yeah. Episode five, the war with grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Back to black chrysanthemum. I was like, good for you, bro, when he (laughs) ripped that Trandoshan's Trandoshans arm off.
1: I do wish they had addressed the, like, historical beef between Trandoshan's and Wookiee. I mean, in this, they were like, oh, Blacker Satan is just an angry little guy who likes to start fights with people in bars. But, like, why is he specifically angry at Trandoshan's? I'm like, we as Deep Cut Star Wars fans know that, like, Wookiees fucking hate Trandoshan's because they are hunt them for sport um but like the average viewer does not know that i do wish they had addressed that in any way and i believe black chrysanthemum also was like exiled from Kashyyyk, as well in some way shape or form but still i i would have liked them to address that
2: i was kind of in love with garce of trying to be like this is you don't have to do this okay like it's not the vibe stop like that's where she was she's like
1: chrysanthemum stop this isn't literally
0: she did call him santa which i thought was very funny
2: okay but what i love about that scene most of all is that when he does it her expression is very like oh well Uh, (laughs) like i gave it my best shot but like hit it max like that was great
1: hit it max (laughs) I was saying hit it max was the Star Wars equivalent of Alexa
3: play <laughs> Alexa play the Mandalorian theme. <laughs> max, play despacito. I liked when um you know chrysanthemum first was fucking all the transitions up too and Bobo walked in and that guy gets thrown and Boba's just like Hmm. I just I...
2: know that Garza Whip would rule at Euphoria High. Like, she would <laughs> school those girlies. Okay,
0: is, is the sanctuary not Euphoria High? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Did you, did you guys see Zendaya and Hunter Schafer in the background of that? That was crazy. Yeah, they were being epic. I would love to see Garza Fwip be besties with Boba Fett. Like, I love the dynamic they have where he just shows up and she's like, are you here for a reason? And he's like, not really. And then leaves. Like that was what she, th- their interaction. And I love like, she's just there to serve cunt. And then like they go and they're like, That's are it. you still
1: are you still being sexy? And she's like, I am. And I'm like, okay, goodbye. Like that is what she does. And I love that. He showed we up. We need more characters like that. He showed up and he was like, everything good here? And she was like, my titties have this handled. And he was like, they sure do anyway. I
2: <laughs> it- do also love the fact that she wasn't even like, Hey, don't kill this Trandoshan or rip his arms off because, like, he's a he's a pal or whatever. She literally is like, "You'd really kill the vibe in my bar if you were to tear someone in half." And he's like, "And I respect that, but fuck this guy in particular."
0: I did enjoy at the end of this um, something I I had been kind of worried about with the show was that like we were really gonna get into Godfather territory of like gritty mafioso Boba Fett, and like so far it has been like. A single dad who works one job who doesn't have a kid. <laughs> kid. But maybe like the little two uh, Gamorreans are like his his children. And his Rancor. Yes. Yeah, he's and a pet rancor. dad. <gasps> oh! the,
2: rancor, the Rancor was cool. Actually, that was one of my favorite shots in, in the whole episode Uh, when the Rancor like reached up through the fucking grate and was like, hey, I can eat you. <laughs> That was- he's like, dad,
3: can I have some some ribs? And Boba's like, yeah, here you go. Right. I love the
2: Reba McIntyreification of Boba Fett.
3: I also
0: like feeding the dog at the table Boba Fett. That was very sweet. Boba's like, oh my god, Boba's like the dad who's like, I don't want a dog. I don't want a dog. And then they get the dog and then he's like, makes the dog like dinner and sits at the table. <laughs> I hate to say it, that is kind of Fennec Shand to Boba Fett. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to do this damn it. You've charmed me, I guess. This is a show about everyone accidentally making close deep emotional connections and I love that. Where's Danny Trejo? Oh, also, there's yeah, one more thing I wanted there's one more thing I wanted to say about the Gamorians before we moved on. When we saw the flashback to when it was still Jabba's or Bib Fortuna's palace or whatever the fuck, they had like shirts and pants on. So I love the idea and when they showed up to meet Boba Fett, they were like already a bit more lewd yeah so, so my hi. question is what i like is that bib fortuna was very conservative and was like you guys have to dress whatever so then bib fortuna he is gone said, whatever no they run shirts
3: no shoes yeah no getting my palace no
0: they're like okay we can be who we want they're going to, the Gamorians are going to euphoria high <laughs> <laughs> and then they came back and boba was like cool is boba's palace is the euphoria high of star wars so Euphoria is a show about a bunch of teens who have issues, maybe. I've never seen it, but it's about a bunch of teens who are kind of going through it. Um, but everyone at this school dresses like to the nines, like crazy. But there's also a meme on TikTok and on other social medias I've seen, but mostly TikTok, where people will be like me going to Euphoria High School and they'll show up in something really over the top or skimpy or crazy that obviously you would never wear to school. So I think the idea of the Comboria <laughs> being like, I'm going to Euphoria High School and showing up in their little like thongs. I think that's very funny.
2: I love the Gamorreans showing up to Boba's palace with a purse that is so small, you literally couldn't carry a pencil in it. And they're like, yeah, hey, uh, did you guys study for the test this week? Yeah, I didn't go to class. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. They're getting homeschooled. Euphoria High School being a homeschool is so deeply troubling. To <laughs> this me. is not a Euphoria I'm house. Sorry. this is a Euphoria
1: I think home. Black Blacker Hors- Blacker Satan joining Boba's Palace tracks because I think Blacker Satan would go to for Euphoria. High. Okay, okay. Next season, season site- of, no, next episode of Euphoria. I
0: know Nate's dad was eating someone's ass last episode. No episode, whatever number it is, opens. Blacker Satan is just sitting in a biology classroom
2: you think they have biology at euphoria High?
0: <laughs> no you're right that that does feel like a school that is just funding their football stadium and I that don't is it i think
2: there I are any like teachers propose, at euphoria High. <laughs> Yeah, i would like to propose the like black chrysanthemum goes and they give him that like white boy of the month haircut that's like kind of a middle part <laughs> yeah final thoughts um this episode was a huge upswing for me in terms of actually liking the show um there were still parts of it that I didn't like and I wish it would stop trying to be campy and it's more comedic bits because those really fall flat for me but like overall uh this was a much stronger episode than episode three to be fair the bar was in hell but like even if the bar wasn't in hell I still would have really enjoyed the story that this episode had to tell and I'm actually now excited to see where the rest of it goes
0: yeah I agree I think What's weird is that episode three did just kind of get soured for me. So even the parts that were okay, like, I just felt like episode three was not super strong, but we're not here to talk about that. Um, I think episodes one, two, and four, I really enjoyed. I think if they keep with the vibe they have now, it'll be a good show. I like to see, like, this is an issue that I tend to have a lot of the time is I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like the origin story, but I really liked the flashbacks. But I'm also kind of excited to see now we're going to get into the meat of the plot because it seems like for the most part, the flashbacks are kind of like over or at least when they go back, it's going to be something a little different. The Pike Syndicate is clearly amassing an army on Tatooine. And my question is kind of what does, what are the syndicates doing now between the fall of the Empire? And I know that there's like lore in the comics and stuff about it, but I'm really interested to see like kind of like what, organized crime is like because we get a lot of like oh there's organized crime here in star wars but we don't get a lot of like here's actual organized crime stuff like i think the closest thing we've gotten to that in live action is like solo so i'm i'm really excited to kind of see and i do still think that the pikes are going to get defeated in like either the second to last episode or the beginning of the last episode and then crimson Dawn is going to be like
1: hey it was actually us sillies yeah, I was going to say, like, even not knowing all the comic stuff, and I've talked to people who've read all the comic stuff, some people were like, hey, like, weren't all the huts killed by, like, Vader or whatever? And people were like, yeah, most of the hut leadership, but obviously there are other huts in the family who are alive. Clearly, that's why we've seen one. And also, Rada, I believe he's alive. My theory was that, like, Fennec in this episode pretty much says, is like, um, Tuscans are pretty badass. They wouldn't get defeated by some fucking biker gang. And then, Boba's was like, shit you're right I I think that after that he's like I need some brains around here because that you're my brain cell um and and but it's it's there there's that and basically they imply that the the biker gang is being I don't know helped funded whatever by the pikes and my question was I feel this is my little conspiracy theory um is that it is a bit of a game of thrones situation where Literally at the beginning of the show, where Amelia Clark is there. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> at the beginning of the show, they have a thing where somebody comes up to Boba and is like, "Well, nobody really respects you." And my and then I thought to myself, I went, "If Jabba was killed in a passion and was replaced by like his little guy Bib Fortuna, what would make people respect Bib Fortuna?" And then I thought to myself, "Hmm, what if the Empire is collapsing and that's when Bib Fortuna comes into." power briefly not briefly i guess it's like five years um and he cannot he can't he doesn't have the entire structure of the huts behind him he doesn't have the support he doesn't have the family you know what i mean and my question was this was like number one why would the pikes give a shit to give that much of a shit about tatooine and number two how would they be so entrenched at this point clearly they've been here for quite some time um and and they're like yeah they've like taken over so my my theory is that bib fortuna was working for also people have been talking about the term daimyo and how if you're talking about like feudal Japan, like that is someone serving a higher lord. And usually you think like, oh, that's Jabba who's serving the Hutt Council. But I'm thinking like, hmm, maybe for Bib Fortuna, it was serving someone else. Um, And so I, I'm, my theory is that Bib Fortuna was being either helped or paying tribute to Crimson Dawn uh, as the Pikes are. And that's how they're so so entrenched there and then i yeah i do believe what ollie said that it's gonna be like we did it we saved the city patrick and then amelia clark is gonna be like hey <laughs> so this was not
0: episode three and that was good um i enjoyed this i
3: know i'll be finishing at least this series yeah i enjoyed this episode it was yeah better than last week's episode we're not But yeah, we're not here to talk about last week. But I did enjoy this. I do enjoy the Spy Kidsification of Star Wars. I can't wait for Robert Rodriguez to confirm that Spy Kids and Star Wars do take place in the same universe. And that, um, you know, Danny Trejo is still just Machete, but he's in Star Wars now. (laughs) Everyone was very hyped up about the little Mando theme at the end of the episode implying that maybe we'll see our bestie dinjarin but i'm also just thinking about how the little fun music moments of hearing fennec's theme when she first wakes up with the body mod or whatever and then also her theme from the bad batch like when she, they're breaking into the palace so it's just like a music moment love you clone watch there was no clones sorry if you follow my tiktok i i don't feel like making content right now teehee Hearing one note of Din Djarin's
1: music did make me feel insane. And I have, I did become the Joker. Um, and I, I, you know, I've been reading a lot of Star Wars and having a really good time with it. And I did remember, ah oh, shit, I really love Star Wars um, when I was reminded that Din Djarin does exist and I may see him on screen. Um, so I apologize for the person that I'm going to become. Do we think it is going to be Din? Because part of me thinks it might be his covert. Because they, Oh yeah,
0: they're that dead. Be a job. Are they all dead? You don't know if they're dead. No. They might have just taken off their arm. They're dead. So some,
1: a lot of them are dead. We don't know if all of them are dead, but we they know a lot of them are, wouldn't are dead. They play the music for his covert. Like they played the music twice for him. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of them hiring Pally and her fucking pit droids, She walks. She
0: walks down the street and was like, "Hey guys."
1: Fennec did mention, or I think it was Boba, or who was like, "Oh yeah, like in Moss Eisley they have really good." Or uh, Fennec, who was like, "Yeah, I mean in Moss Eisley they have really good." Um, they have really good. Um, um
3: Fennec.
1: Fennec Pally moment. Patron <laughs> <They're laughs> with a glock.
0: Welcome to FanCastic. FanCastic is a segment wherein I have searched the internet for some of the best and frankly, most of the time, the worst fan casts. Um, Basically, I'm going to name an actor and my co-hosts are going to have to guess what character they have been fan casted for. Sometimes it's more than one. We'll get there when we get there. Are you all ready? We're starting it off fun today. Danny DeVito. Yoda.
3: Yoda. No. So, are they a human? No. Well, you got me. Not 3PO. I do think he would body this role. Wait, oh. so are they force
0: sensitive? Not to my knowledge.
2: Are they a droid?
0: No. What era? The prequel Clone War era. Are they, so are they, an, are they they're non-human, right? Yes. And they're not a droid? Is it that little not dude a from
3: the Citadel arc?
0: Not <laughs> Okay, is it the guy from the, no. from the droid Suicide Squad arc? No, that is a very good idea, That's though. A- Hondo Anonymous. Yarl Poof.
1: No, no. I, I was gonna say Yarl Poof. Yariel,
0: guys, first of all, his name is pronounced Yariel. So um, okay. Is this person in the movies? No. Okay, so are they in Clone Wars? Yes. Okay. They're a non-human in Clone Wars. Are they like an important character in Clone Wars or are they maybe in like a couple episodes? They're or in just maybe one? like, I think they're in like three episodes total. Okay, like an arc or are I don't, they recurring? I don't think it's an arc. I think there's one episode for sure that's like a story. They're kind of like whether they're a main character. Maybe, yeah, I, I want to say it's three episodes that they're in. One of those episodes not being in the same like story arc. Are they a bounty hunter? No. Hmm. Are they a senator? No.
2: General Grievous.
0: No.
3: Okay, I think Grievous was it in have to, more you,
0: than three episodes of mo- The Clone Wars. Yeah, more than three episodes. And also, could be played by Danny DeVito.
1: Short and... I mean, short. A, I never said short,
0: short. I never said short is the thing.
1: Is it the detective guy? It is not Tandyvo. No,
0: that D-Tan would be very D-Bow. good, though. I will say this. This character is non-human and has had an interaction with the Jedi that it was not positive. I do believe they are killed in an episode also. Oh. <laughs> killed by a Jedi? No. <gasps> oh, so they have an intro Okay, is this, like, are they, like, poised as a villain? Like, are they yes. an enemy? Okay. Is it one of the Toydarians? No, it is not, but I like where your head is at. Think about the villains that we know in, like, um, even the Book of Boba Fett. There's a character of this species. Are they an Aqualish? No, they're not an Aqualish.
2: Oh my are,
0: god! Oh, is it hikes? No, it's not a hike. No. Is it um, um um a Trandoshan? No, it's not a Trandoshan. You are so close. You're getting oh closer god. though. That dog looking guy? <laughs> no, not the dog looking motherfucker. Um, <laughs> there yeah. are two of them in this show in in Book of Boba Fett. Oh my god, are they? Is it? A- it's a hut. A Gamorian. It is a hut. Is it zero? It is zero. It's the zero. hut.
2: Oh my god. Okay, oh, Dan Devito was would actually I, body that role. Yeah, I would so not agree.
0: Okay, I hope I, listen, I'm so sorry. I have to hard disagree with Danny DeVito would be good as Zero. I think in the Clone Wars movie, there's a lot of parts that I love Danny DeVito, but I don't think he has the sensual energy that Zero has. How dare you? How dare? What? How dare, How dare, you? dare me? You you think, listen, I think Danny DeVito could play funny. I don't think he could. I don't think he could play like sexy. I'm not I saying zero. Zero the Hut. No, but I think zero has a certain air about Pack him. Pack it up, size Can we the next one? Yeah. Anyways, next one. This is a series of actors. Vin Diesel and Adrian Brody. Um, Adrian Brody for um for context. I'm trying to think of his most like his famous most famous role. What I know him from is Grand Budapest Hotel, which I know is not everyone else's baseline. Um, he's just like a little white boy of the month. And then Vin Diesel. For the same role. He
2: was he was in the um the pianist, right? That movie about like Nazi Germany.
0: Maybe, I don't know.
1: All right. Is this a Clone Wars or Rebels character? Or is this a movies character? Clone he Wars Pianist. Clone Wars? Clone Wars. Oh, and so also
0: is one of the Jedi?
1: No. Fen-, Fen Rao? Not Fen
3: Rao. I wish it Fen was. Fen Rao is not in the Clone Wars. <laughs> oh my I favorite think... Clone Wars character, Fen Rao.
2: Okay, so um, it's not a Jedi. Are they force sensitive at all?
3: No. Are they a bounty hunter? Yes. Is it Emma? Rocco Hardine. Cad not Hardin. Yes, Cad okay. Bane.
0: No! <laughs> okay, actually though, Adrian Brody could body Racco Hardine. Now that I'm look I'm thinking about it, he could do that.
2: I but. find him okay, wait, 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 wait. Because that also implicates Vin Diesel as Cad Bane, which is Yeah, I feel like y'all were not focusing on <laughs> Yeah, Vin that is I simply Vin chose not to. Holy shit. <laughs> No. Ben, that's, imagine. That's imagine, a bad Cad, imagine Cad. Imagine Bane in the Fast and the Furious movies.
0: He would never say it's about family. Are you joking me? To Cad, to Bane. Next one. This is three actors: Matt Smith, aka <laughs> what was that? The Eleventh Doctor. Someone. Toby Maguire from Spider Man, and Orlando Bloom. Okay. From Lord of the Rings. Darth Plagueis. Are they? A de- are they- <laughs> no. <laughs> <Darth> Plagueis. <laughs> Did you, no, no, no. Claudia, did you
2: just say Darth Plagueis? <laughs> that was not what I said. <laughs> what did, did you say? What you said. Darth Plagueis Darth Plagius?
0: Is it a Star Story? Is it not? Just... Yeah, we're you done... <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I want to go watch Did you watch
2: <laughs> Revenge of the Sith?
0: <laughs> it was a long time ago. I don't remember. In the did galaxy, so far away? Anyway, Claudia's a, they a Jedi. They are not a Jedi. Are they force sensitive? No. No, and I'm I was. am so give- sorry. Can you say the actors again? I totally yeah. forgot. Um, <laughs> oh, it's Matt- Toby Maguire, Matt Swift, and Orlando Bloom. Yes. Okay. Um, so they're not Rush at-
3: Clovis? Yes! Huh? <laughs> what? what the fuck? How did you do that? I don't know. Toby Maguire as Rush
0: Clovis. At Toby, Toby Maguire away for Rush Clovis. Orlando Bloom, get away from her. <laughs> That Matt is... Smith as Rush Clovis is actually pretty okay, funny, though. I gotta, uh, I gotta uh, fucking chill up my spine. No, but you... here's, <laughs> <laughs>
1: here's, the, here's the thing. Um, in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which is the best, one of the best Pride and Prejudice adaptations, no joke. Um, Matt Smith plays Mr. Collins in that, who's a very Rush Clovis kind of character. And that's why I thought of. Jesus it. Christ. Okay, well, With next Maybe Maguire
0: would never. This next one is a series of actors: Jensen Ackles, Idris <laughs> Elba, and John Hamm. <laughs> what the oh. fuck? Is that a loaded Great store? Jensen Ackles is loaded Great store. <laughs>
3: are you kidding me? It's my I don't know. Okay, wait. So are they oh, in we gotta like, go, live we gotta go action at all, or are they only in the animated stuff?
0: Um, this character is in live action and animated.
2: Obi-Wan Kenobi.
0: No. (sighs) But but you're 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 on the right track in terms of. Anakin? No, no. Not Um, a Jedi? Sith? Not a Jedi, not a Sith. But like Um, on in the terms of like caliber of like characterness. Not Han Solo. Chewbacca? No. (laughs) 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 John Ham. I mean, he's like,
3: he's really tall. Um, Lando.
0: (laughs) Not Lando. (laughs) (laughs)
2: John <laughs> not
0: out, Lando
2: John <laughs> um,
0: okay, okay, okay. Is this person <laughs> is so this person's in the movies and is a main character in the movies? Um, I wouldn't call him a main character in the movies, but he is in the movies. The Lesser. <laughs> no, not bail <laughs> Um a character are they a character like that is in the movies a similar amount to fail where it's like he's kind of there and he's like in the animated shows but he's never like a super main character yes okay. um I, I would say it is more recently that they have he has come to more of a, a more renowned status why was my first thought Wedge into <laughs> <laughs> saw guerrera no um no, <laughs> okay <laughs> An I, I <laughs> this is how we make Rex on
2: Destiel 2. Okay. Um, is this character, have they ever appeared in a video game?
0: Yes, <laughs> yes they have. They have. <laughs> um, have are, are they in like a game like Battlefront 2 or are they like a character? In a I game? do think they are in Battlefront. Okay. Um, Are the they Luke's in? Skywalker? No. <laughs> oh my God. It's Iden Versio. <laughs> no. Wait. Is this person a Jedi? No. So there are, are they? Is it Bosk? No, but you are really close.
3: Wait, is so it, it Dengar? It, is no. it human?
0: Yes. oh Is it Boba Fett? Yes, it is Boba Fett. Oh! John Ham. <laughs> Jensen Ackles is Boba Fett. I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry.
2: <laughs> I don't know why this is the hill I'm dying on, but John Ham. Can you guys picture John Ham in his little <laughs> madman outfit? Being like, hey, it's me, Boba Fett. Is that what you think
0: John Ham sounds like? Hey guys, it's me, John Ham. <laughs> no,
2: I just I can't deal with this. Also, you all guessing Sal Carrera, John Ham. You're like a siren. Like, like you're like,
0: you're like weeping like he's your husband who died in the war. <laughs> John okay, wait, Hamm! so do you have one more like final yes. kind of, like this is the finale. What could Are be you worse ready? than that? Say that this is worse. Are you ready? I feel like this motherfucker comes up like every week. Okay. Taika Waititi. <laughs> Thrawn. <laughs> no. But he isn't that term, oh, like, God. in terms of caliber of character, importance in our hearts. Yes. He could be. I think he could be Thrawn. He would body Taika Waititi Thrawn. as Thrawn is actually kind of in That one's here. kind and of Eli Not Eli Banto. <laughs> is he
2: is okay. a character is he... from the Thrawn books?
0: No. Is this is a character from books. Yes. High Republic? Yes.
2: <gasps>
3: so oh, in
0: in Man! No, no. What did you say, Jess? The No. Uh,
3: Comac Mar- Vitus? Comac
0: Vitus. Not Comac Vitus. Is are the is this Cantum char- sign? <laughs> Not Cantum Psy. Guys, we can't just keep guessing characters. We always do this. Is this a is this like a Jedi? No. Is it Leox? No. Oh Mar- damn Is it Ro? No. Not Marion. <laughs> Mar- <laughs> Are they a Nihil? Panado? No, no, they're not a Nihil. <laughs> are they a good guy? Yes. Geode. Yes! <laughs> I'm gonna lose my
1: mind. has <laughs> Geode! <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, because people have- Because he played Korg in Marvel. He's played a rock character
0: before. Okay, but you know what, though? I don't- Listen, I feel like Taika Waititi has the- like, I know we know him more from comedy, but I feel like he has the range to capture a character that's as, like, you know, as nuanced and serious as Geode can be. Yeah, I yeah. think he has the, the gravitas and the stoicism needed for for Yeah, Geode. but he's he also, also, again, a like, hoe, so. and he can bring that comedy, you know? I think that he is perfect for that. That's actually a great casting. Um, I believe I saw that on Twitter. I, I can't remember for the life of me who... Who tweeted that. I want to say it is our our bestie Twitter user like MCU Waititi, but I'm not positive. So don't quote me on that. I'm so sorry to whoever it was on Twitter who alluded to the idea of Taika Waititi as geode. But it has been in my brain for so long. Thank you.
1: Hello and welcome to Name That Ship, everyone's favorite segment where um, we find uh, fan fiction on Archive of Our Own or it's sent to us and we try to have our co-host guess what ship is involved based on the other information available um this is no hate to anybody this is to celebrate the medium so please don't harass anybody please don't think we're trying to ooh cringe compilation we are trying to appreciate the medium and appreciate the fact that there are so many star wars characters that you just gotta roll the dice and see
3: see who gets paired with who um, to quote um, Grand Admiral Theron, I forgot not everyone can appreciate art as I do.
1: What can I tell you about this fic? Um, <laughs> this fic was sent in by Mackenzie. I had other fics uh, saved, but this one made me audibly yell. There's only one relationship and only just those two characters. And the tags are sharing a bed, accidental cuddling. <laughs> we've, all, we've all been there. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. Accidental cuddling, micropeen, <laughs> Ficklet! Sorry guys, don't expect a multi-chapter out of this one. I know you're all crushed, but I'm just so burnt out from writing so much sexy. Insert name of this cursed ship here. <laughs> Part of a series of Character B Fox. This fic is called Sharing the Night Together. And um, the summary is just Character B wakes up and finds himself- <laughs> In an uncomfortable position.
2: Okay, so these are both men, right?
1: They are both men.
2: Is this uh, sequels era? Is it prequels?
1: Oh, boy. Is it, is it
2: from different ones?
1: One of the characters is from the Empire era, and the other character is from both the Clone Wars and I have Empire horrible era. news.
0: Are you, have you already seen this Vic? Like, yeah do you know what it is i i absolutely and i know you know what you know what was my red flag when you said this character fucks I was like there's two fix that are funny characters that i know of that are under that and i knew exactly which one you were talking about damn it. i hate i hate this i hate this so much wait i don't know what it is so, so. were they in rebels Is
2: one of them obi-wan kenobi
0: no was one of them in rebels
1: both of them have appeared in rebels <laughs>
2: Is one of them Rara? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> it's it's one them- okay, I was about to be like my favorite prequels character Rara, and then I was like, oh, he wasn't Clone Wars. Never mind. I'm the <laughs> asshole. Is one of them Tarkin? No. I was gonna say
1: Chewbacca, but no.
2: Is one of them Krennic?
1: No. No, because he was closer. In Thrawn? Yes. well, Thrawn is one of them.
2: Is Thrawn the the one with the microbe?
1: <laughs> um, it'll be clear. I I oh that gives too much away.
2: So Tarkin is the is not the one that fucks.
1: No, uh, It's normally fucks. It's Thrawn and a person who fucks. Fucks.
2: And is this
3: other person is the one that's been in Clone Wars and the original trilogy, right? Yes. And they're a man.
1: Yes, you can ask some clarifying questions. Are
0: they part of the Empire? No. Are they part of the rebellion? He is a
1: Jedi.
2: Is it Yoda?
3: Throda? Yoda. Yeah. Um, Does I know Yoda have a micro. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, i know
0: I uh, this is this, this, this spoiler for the higher public, but Yoda is, I believe, packing.
3: That <laughs> micro is
2: Thrawn.
3: I know you confused me because Yoda's been in all three trilogies, technically. Oh, and yeah, I in guess- the higher public. Yeah. Um- Sorry,
2: I'm just thinking about the concept of Yoda <laughs> hooking up with. Fucking Hold on. Thrawn.
1: There's more than one. Let me let me give you. I um, don't want to hear it. I know. <laughs> I know, I know you're all. I know you're all crushed, but I'm so burnt out from writing so much sexy Throda. I'm
2: getting a lot of okay. Nancy Reagan <gasps> vibes from Yoda all of a sudden.
1: Not throat goat Yoda.
2: So now it is it is my turn. Um, I want to preface this by saying, there are no ships in this fic. There are a collection of characters that are divided into character A and character B, and then character C. And character A. So those are the two. They're not really pairings. They're just sort of like hanging out together. The other <laughs> the other the other tags are character C, Character A, Character B, bounty hunters, babysitting, sneaking off, accidental babysitting, crossover, one shot, humor, fluff and humor, family reunions, dissociative identity disorder.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Um so there it's a crossover with something.
2: It is a crossover with something, yes. Is this
1: Moon Knight and Dinjarin?
2: It is Moon Knight and someone. <laughs> <laughs> the Wait.
1: way that you got that one before, yeah, the Star Wars. that's crazy.
3: Um, so Moon Knight and then two Star Wars characters, or is it?
2: It is. It is two separate Star Wars characters. Yes.
3: Okay. Are is any are any of them Jedi? No. Are any of them Mandalorians?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Boba Fett. One of them is Boba Fett. Fennec Shand. No.
0: Cobb Vance. Is it a man or it is a not woman? Cobb Vance.
2: It is. It is a man.
0: Same also, era. So this is this is not shipped with Boba Boba Fett. He is basically a child babysitting. in this fic. Yeah, Boba Fett who is babysitting.
2: Jango. Yeah. It is Jango. <laughs> <laughs> so basically...
0: Okay, Jango Fett slash Mark Spector. Okay.
2: <laughs> so basically, the premise of this fic it is three parts. And it's kind of like my Joker because basically Mark Spector is just in Star Wars. And Boba runs away from Jango at some point. And Mark is like, hey, I think you lost this and returns him to Jango. And Jango's like, okay, do you want any money? And he's like, no, this is your kid. I don't really want to like come between that. But then after Attack of the Clones, Boba's like, wow, I need a new dad. So he goes to a bar and finds Mark Spector who then becomes his father.
0: Hey, is this, this is spoilers for the Moon Knight show. I love this. I'm obsessed with it. I do like the idea of Boba living to um, the prequels and meeting Poe Dameron and being like. I think you, you mean know? the sequels. That's what I meant. Yeah, the
1: sequels. He meets Poe Dameron. He's like, dang, you look so familiar.
0: I feel dude. like I've
2: seen you somewhere. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for joining us this week for Ru-Pop's Pod Race. Our episodes usually drop on Sundays. Uh, thanks for bearing with us last week. For updates, Star Wars news, more cursed shit, follow us on social media at Pod Podrace on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, our Ask box on TikTok is also open again, so you can send, send, us, send us little questions. Maybe we'll answer them on TikTok. And if you really love the show, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or Overcast. It means a lot and it helps us very much. May the Force be with you. And uh, this episode was called The Gathering Storm, so ride the storm, bestie.
3: <laughs> waka waka i <laughs> guess um,
1: waka
0: waka. <laughs> you know what waka and don't rip it up
1: wow no high republic
3: okay